for today's segment today, for the first segment, we're going to be discussing, you know, how to get your kids started on uh, training for sports. Um, this is Coach Sims, and uh, right now, uh, where I'm at in my career, I am uh, helping our youth uh, through middle school with uh, getting better at football. Um, I grew up in Morristown, Tennessee, uh, born and raised, and uh, grew up active in sports. Um, so now that there's a new generation um, of children uh, from you know my family members and uh, people I've grown up with, and uh, a lot of my friends' kids are now starting to enter sports. Um, with this COVID, it's been really difficult and challenging uh, to be able to help out. And uh, so I think I'll be able to uh, spread my reach more uh, with through podcast and uh, getting a lot of uh, different people, you know, kind of talk to me about, you know, you should go and do a, a live, you know, cast in some way of explaining, you know, sports to people um, because of my passion for sports. Um, and uh, the biggest reason why I'm doing this is, uh, you know, since COVID, it's not easy to be able to work with uh, with the next generation of my family members, you know, so I have, you know, nephews and little baby cousins and, uh, you know, they're starting to get active in sports or, you know, uh, like to do sports and, you know, I, I want to be able to help them as much as possible and, you uh, you know, normally I'll be able to just, you know, be able to go to my grandmother's backyard and be able to work with them. And um, that's not really the case here. Um, so that has gave me a brilliant idea. Um, thanks to uh, uh, my cousins and uh, family members and uh, aunts and uncles and father uh, and my sister and uh, a lot of my friends that, you know, hear me just ramble on about sports. Uh, give me the idea. Uh, to kind of focus towards kind of talking and mentoring and training, you know, adults and kids that may not understand um, how to properly train for athletic events, um, <clears throat> kind of explain to them how to how to do that. And uh, I think it's a good idea, you know. So uh, our first segment today, uh, we'll be talking about um, athletics. And uh, really most of these segments are, uh, football. There's so much stuff that you know that you can work on for one sport that will help you out with so many sports. Uh, for instance, like soccer, man. Like uh, my little nephew plays soccer. He's he's very young. He's you know three four years old. Well, three years old, and uh, at the end of this year he'll be four. And uh, he's you know one of those kids, man. that just really just likes to be moving and active, and he's all over the place and. You know, you can tell this athleticism in there. So uh, my sister, first thing she can get him going in was uh, soccer, and uh, you know he took to it like a like a fish in water. You know, and uh, matter of fact, he, he loves swimming too. So <clears throat> you know, explaining to her that you know I, I playing here in Morristown, uh, my high school is pretty dominant in in our area of town. You know. Uh, and uh, football in Tennessee, uh, you know, begins and ends in, you know, Knoxville, the way I see it, you know, I think basketball is more heavy in Memphis, but as far as, you know, championships, it's usually out of Blunt County, uh, which is, you know, Maryville and Alcoa area, and uh, we got a lot of really good athletes up in, uh, towards the Knoxville area, Oak Ridge, and 
Alcoa and Maryville and you know you got Lure City there and Powell and you know Loudoun County you got all kinds of counties like in that area you know that's considered you know Knoxville you know started playing Texas Carter you know you got Rush Strong like you know Holston and you know used to be Rue and of course Austin East and Fulton and Central and Catholic and all these different schools but you know Maryville and Alcoa you know they they usually win the state championship every year both of them and you know they could probably you know I don't know take a good run it'd be a good run they'd probably run from one end of Black County to the other it'd be a good run but you know you probably could you know it'd be feasible and uh, it's a whole lot of talent there you know you got William Blunt Maryville Heritage and Maryville and got Alcoa all in this time all in this county so uh, and in Knox County, you know, there's so many great schools. Uh, my former coach, Lamar Brown, he coaches at Knoxville West. And I have a, a friend and also consider, you know, uh, a colleague uh, when it comes to the game, uh, Chad Brooks. He's uh, He coaches there. And uh, I help out with uh, a guy named Dwight Hundley. He was kind enough to allow me to come and help uh, his Blackheart Sports. Um, he has his own facility in Knoxville, which is amazing, man. It's like a like a little mecca, like a little small mecca for football and, and you get the chance to um, interact with so many different kids and especially like right now in the period it is, you know, you only do so much limited stuff. Um, but, you know, I kind of I, I, I kind of hesitated, you know, getting started with working with kids like during this time, but, you know, I I couldn't let the devil feed me with that, man. I had to, I had to get out and, you know, I couldn't rest. Like, I'm restless not being able to show this um, passion I have for, you know, the game. I love football, and, and I, I want to be able to, you know, share that and get that out of me so I can be able to sleep at night because, you know, it really keeps me up, you know, that, you know, I can't help, you know, I'm not able to help, so I want to be able to help, and I'm completely capable, so, you know, can't shouldn't even be a, a thing, so um, I just was like, you know, I'm, if I'm going to take a risk and catch this thing, I'd rather, you know what I'm saying, be out there doing something to help somebody uh, than just sitting here hiding, you know, and, um, you know, I take risks every day to get gas and, you know, get groceries and go to work, you know, why don't, you know, take a risk and do the right thing, you know, uh, and those kids help me way more than I'm helping them, and that's the biggest thing, like, when I first got involved with football, um, I had a friend, you know, which is uh, what I dedicate my my coaching career to because he got it started, which is uh, Jeremy Skyle. Um, we grew up together and pushed each other. And, man, he was an amazing athlete. And a lot of people, you know, around in this area, you know, remember, you know, us during our time playing ball has been, you know, pretty dominant in this area. But, um, you know, it was me the reason why I was pushed the way I was. So if you ever got anybody it gives you that type of competition in life, man. Like, you know, stick with it. Like, do not let people make you shy away from competition. Don't shy away from competition, man. Like, competition is healthy. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to be really good and great at stuff. Um, so, if you got somebody pushing you and it's making you better every single day, great. Like, use that. You know, don't let it frustrate you. The reason why you're frustrated is because you're passionate about being great. That's a good thing don't lose that um i think a lot of people lose that i think i lost that at some point you know during my playing career um because i was worried about so many other things you know i was 
you know, life life was bigger than football to me now, and that was when it was time to, you know, get away from it because I wasn't doing nothing but wasting people's time at that time. But you know, I always loved the game, um, but I felt like I was going to do things different. And um, to be honest, man, I want to I want to play ball, but like the reason I was wanting to play ball was to have a platform, you know. And God kind of showed me, you know, you have a platform already. You don't you don't need it grow one or nurture one play ball because you love it you know like you don't abuse that and use that as as that type of thing now some people you know what i'm saying like okay they, they get a ball and that becomes you know a platform for them to do other things you know and i was able to do other things without playing ball you know what i'm saying so um you know, those routes I had to learn, you know, I had to learn the hard way by being hard headed and I had a golden opportunity and, and I completely thrown away, I completely thrown away, you know, and, um, it was irresponsible. I wasn't mature at that time. Um, but thank God, you know, before coach Ken Sparks passed at Carson, gave me an opportunity to play ball. I was able to, um, kind of reconcile, saw him at, uh, Bert Tony, uh, kind of saw a scrimmage that Marshtown West was playing, at the time, uh, Wesley Goins was the start running back. Big, nice size kid, you know, playing running back. And, you know, he was kind of scouting him and a few other guys uh, that was really good on that team. And uh, I seen my defense, and I was like, man, I'm going to go over there and apologize. And he, he took it well, and it was like, you know, like, I get it, you know. And, and I was really like a relief because I really felt like I let him down, you know, let all those guys down and, you know, former teammates and stuff. But, you know, that's how it goes. You know, sometimes – uh, people don't know what they have in front of them until it's gone, and that was the case for me. So I want to make sure that that never happens to kids that come out of the same area um, that you know I come from, or that's in the same bloodline as me. You know, so um, I got a lot of kids uh, around here that you know uh, are familiar with their families, and you know, so uh, it's, it's it's kind of personal to me to make them better, like. Uh, for example, uh, I coached uh, Westview Middle School here in Morristown. And uh, it was the first year I got to coach school ball. It was pretty cool. Um, There's cross-town rivals. I always feel like, you know, that side of town at that time, like growing up before you get to high school, I feel like they hated me, you know, because I try to beat them in everything. So I always want to win. Like, I was competitive. I was very competitive. I didn't like to lose to anybody, uh, including Jermise. And, you know, a lot of my friends we grew up with, like, we're still really close today. And, um, you know, I'd kind of dedicate, you know, my coaching career to, to him. But anyway, uh, as far as that uh, competition with the other side, like, you know, I, they didn't have a positive yard rushed on me throughout the time I was in middle school. Like, I think they had, like, negative 33 yards in eighth grade. Um, they know how to grind my gears and they talk some trash and they get to them, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it'd be a long day for you. Um, but as far as today's segment, you know, I was wanting to get familiar and uh, let people kind of understand who I am and my personality a little bit. Um, as far as today, you know, what we're going to talk about and discuss to be able to help you, um, the main thing that you want to work with your kids if you want to get them active in sports and keep them safe is staying low. Um, that's the first thing you need to work on. Uh, next will be feet work and that'll be in the next section and you know, we'll talk about things and tools that you can use. It's not too expensive to be able to uh, work with your kids. And, you know, I'll have a YouTube channel up, uh, Coach Sims, and it'll uh, kind of demonstrate, you know, training drills and uh, videos. And, um, you know, with uh, Coach D's permission, I don't like to show the drills that we're doing there um, to 
be able to help on a broader on a broader scale uh, than just uh, right here in front of us. Because, um, like, I got a nephew, for instance, a uh, nephew and little cousin living in Atlanta that you know, interested in the sports and um, really like to get down there and work with them. But you know, got you know issues with COVID and stuff right now, so I feel like this would be a best way to attack it. And you know, I just want to catalog and 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 create a, a library of things for him to you know pick and choose what he wants to listen to me on you know so i, I feel like this has been a good approach uh, i really do i'm you know really excited about it but um you know the first thing that i would tell and that's the first thing i told my sister like she was worried about head injuries with playing football um you know i i, I think the kid for one i think any kid uh should definitely try like golf and uh baseball and like uh grand prix racing first because you, you cash out pretty large on one day you know what i'm saying so you know i would definitely uh encourage kids to trust works like that and you know tennis because i mean like the payoff on that you know it's really really good if you're if you're great you know so uh as far as like team sports and stuff uh you know i, I, lo I love baseball and and, you know, basketball contracts now are, you know, just crazy. So I really like, you know, hey, if you can stay away from, you know, crashing your head into people and, you know, getting concussions, man, and play a different sport, you know, that's cool too. Uh, so I definitely encourage her to, you know, try him out those sports as well. Um, but, you know, in our family, man, like we all just kind of gravitate towards football. My um, first was ball, you know, and, and you know, it's football I was talking about, and it was football I was chasing ever since I was little. You know, I was the kid, like, I'll be talking, I'll see a ball in the air, and I'm full speed, you know. So, like, literally, literally, I'll walk around either dribbling a basketball and run to a football game or throwing a football up in the air. Like, I'll walk around town from Morristown all the way down. I mean, Morristown from uh, Elm Street or Callaway all the way down to um uh to the boys club on sulfur springs uh to west high and to tally ward and then you know i might be over my grandmother's house in lloyd street or i might be on blackburn drive i might come out of king condition and do the same route or you know uh end up going to the same places or end up back over on elm street over on callaway over on wildwood park i'll be at wildwood park like i would be competing all day i would play two and two football then i'll walk down the street and i'll see a pickup game i'll play 21 i'll start at 21 and three on three next thing you know you know we got enough people we'll go to west elementary we'll go on the concrete outside we'll go inside we'll go out we'll go in there and play five on five or four on four half court we go to tight ward play four on four half court or if they would let us we'll run full court but usually they make us share courts and be fussing that stuff um but you know it was always competing like i would be at wildwood park at one o'clock two o'clock in the morning like would get a whooping and would take that whooping because i was competing and it wasn't nothing like i wasn't doing nothing illegal i wasn't worried about girls at that time like i like i, I liked girls at that time of course but like that wasn't what i was infatuated with i was infatuated with competing and beating people i wanted to beat you and i wanted to be the best like that was how i felt you know what i'm saying so um that was anything. Like I'll, I'll, we played baseball at Jordy Potter's. We had a handball game that we would play uh, at James Goins' house. We'd play four square, like everything. And we always try to beat each other. And uh, uh, me and Jermise's, you know, real close friend, Tell, is probably why I'm as competitive as I am. Like, me and Tell, like, met in kindergarten, and we competed in everything. Video games, uh, who can get the most phone numbers, like, 
football hard-hitting bestress, like, who's the cues, like, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, he always winning, I'm always winning my head, you know, he couldn't tell me nothing, you know, like, even if you don't find me a track, you can't tell me I'm not pretty, and that's how I feel, you know what I'm saying, and, like, that type of confidence in myself, bro, like, that's, that's, that's what, that's how I got confidence, I feel like, you know, it's like, through competition, because, you know, a lot of people don't realize, like, oh, I wasn't sure of myself growing up like that. I wasn't because I didn't feel like I was challenged enough because I was my size was big. I was already bigger than everybody. And, you know, I was like, well, what if I meet a bigger kid? Like, I, I think he might. Well, how how I know I'm going to be better? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I just, just good because of my size? You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. You know, I was like, man, I'm just good because of my size. It could be a lot of trash talk that got to me. You know, how people talk trash and stuff. But no, we never have performed on a national level, I brought it, and you know what I'm saying, and if I would have performed on an international level, I would have brought it too, because I wasn't scared, I wanted to win, you know what I'm saying, and that's the type of stuff I'm trying to put into the kids that are in this area now, you don't got to be scared of nothing, for what, you going to go out there, they're going to blow that daggone whistle, you have the same opportunity as those kids, they scheduled you, right, yeah, this is the time you're supposed to play, then you belong here. That's the biggest thing that I try to get to my kids. You belong here, and you deserve to win. That's why we're here. You don't got to be scared of nothing. There's nothing to be scared of when it comes to competition. And, you know, like, me and my sister understand that completely. Um, but she's more worried about physical um, harm. And, you know, my, my, my nephew's rough. He's, he's just like me. Uh, I was the type of kid, man, like, I'll, I'll climb on a, a tree and jump on a house and jump off the house. You know, like, that was, like, how we play, you know, we country, dude, like, whatever, you know, and I fell out of trees on concrete, on ground, I, I tried to do a backflip off a truck, and went on my head on a curb, and I got up, and I quit crying when I was told quit crying, or I didn't cry by the time I got a little older, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, like, you shake that stuff off, go and put some alcohol on it, make sure it don't get infected, you know, nowadays, I'll tell them, put a Band-Aid on it, make sure you ain't get no other crazy stuff, you know, and go about your business, you know, and that, that's that's kind of the attitude I want to bring to these kids, but um, when she asked me, you know, like, what, what's the key thing that I need to work with him right now, what what do I need to tell him, how do I keep him safe, like, what, what do I need to do to make sure I'm not worried about him playing ball, I took a second, I thought about it. just like came straight out with out of my mouth like hmm. tell him to stay low tell him to stay low if he stays low there's no way in the world he should be getting hurt of course keep your head up when you're staying low you don't stay low and have your head down you stay low and keep your head up that way you can see and you know be able to adjust your movement of where your head should be um, I always tell you to put your head across the body the direction they're going um, kids nowadays, his cuts are really, really sick. Like you get, you meet Saquon. Saquon's gonna make sure that you don't hit him just square up. So he's gonna kind of twitch. He's gonna twist his body the other way. He might even switch, switch hands while he's twitching right in front of him, cause he's that that skilled of an athlete. His footwork's that good. His hip movements that good. He's that flexible and that explosive and that powerful at the same time. Like he's all those things, and that's why he can move like that, like Barry Sanders, you know, like he can, he, he was glitchy, you know what I'm saying, like he, he was glitchy, his feet movement, and the way his hips move was unnatural, and it was the amount of work that he was putting in with his feet work, and uh, which I'll have drills that I'll be able to show you on the YouTube channel, uh, once that's up and running, um, 
I'm, I'm thinking after the 707, but, you know, my father's pushed me to do it, like, today, so, um, got, I got, I'm getting it set up, like, as, <laughs> as we speak, like, it'll be done by the end of the day, but, uh, you know, I want to have, like, uh, game tape, you know, to be able to show, too, of how, how, how you can see the improvement on what we've been doing, so I'm going to make sure, uh, people see that translates well in real life game situations, that way you just like, oh, this dude's just a guy that showed me drills. No, I want to be able to help you, you know, because ultimately, like, the goal is for my nephew to see this, and I want him to be able to to do well. But I'm not a greedy person. I mean, it's it's knowledge, man. It's, it's knowledge. It's for everybody. I ain't the only one that knows this stuff. I've seen it, and people, have, I've been fortunate that I have really skilled trainers and stuff to show me things. I picked up on stuff that worked for me, you know. I know what worked for me. And, uh, you know, with the science of playing ball and uh, been able to move quick, I, I kind of, you know, got a niche for figuring out, you know, ways of manipulating uh, your movement to get you get you um, in pursuit faster or possibly out of your stance faster or something like that. You know, like get you whatever that first step is or that burst that you need in order to, to pursue or break away, you know, like there's, there's, there's ways to work on it. And I'm, I'm pretty, I got a niche for coming up with ways to get better at playing sports, you know, um, cause it's just a fun hobby like that I like doing when I was by myself and I didn't have nobody to play with, you know, that'd be what I do. I figure out a drill to, to try to get better, you know, like I, I set out three cones and try to juke out all three of them and stay within the cones, you know, and, or, you know, uh, try to touch each one and weave out with each one while dribbling or carrying a ball or switching hands or, you know, I'll, I'll come up with different ways. Don't one foot, you know, like whatever, you know, and and that's kind of like how I gain that niche. But um, as far as that low, like a lot of the head injuries come from kids raising up during contact. Um when I played, you know, they called me the hammer. And the reason I come, they called me the hammer. I would lift my body up. I would explode into that person. You know, I would, I would, I would be low, and then I'd spring up whenever I hit. And so when I hit, like I was, I was knocking helmets off. I'd break my helmet. I'd break their helmet. I was, I was putting kids out. I was putting kids out. Like I was illegally hitting kids. Um, so I know I don't have a doctorate or anything, but like I knew I know things and techniques that you know I did during that time when it was legal, and you know seeing you know different people hit. Like I I, I was infatuated with hard hitters. Like dude, I saw like Night Train Lane as a kid and like was infatuated. Like, I was a kid. And I I watched tape on like him and Deacon Jones and Mean Joe Green and, and Jack Ham and and Ray Namichi and you know uh, the the Chiefs uh, Lanier. You know I, I, there were so many great like players in pursuit like the purple people eaters you know like there, there were so many different people that i could just like see just think of like in the 70s 80s back when you had vhs tapes of like nfl presents like i was that kid like i want to watch stuff like that like michael jordan documentaries and bo jackson like i never got to i don't remember seeing bo jackson play in real life i seen every single one of his games 
from, well, from Auburn to him playing for the Raiders. And, you know, like, baseball games. I haven't seen a lot of those because I don't really see a lot of classic baseball games like that. But, I, I you know, I've seen games. I've seen a couple of Kansas City games because I know the years and dates that he played. So, if it's on the MLB Network, I'm going to check it out because I like watching Bo Jackson. You know, I was infatuated with Bo Jackson. Um, biographies, all that stuff because the type of athlete he was. I love Jordan's attitude. You can't beat me. You can't beat me. You know, I love the Mamba attitude. Like, I love those type of attitudes. So, I was infatuated with that stuff. Um, so, like, I would watch, you know, how these guys would hit. And, like, during the time I was coming, you had, like, Brian Dawkins and you had um, John Lynch and, 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 and you had guys like uh, like Ray Lewis and, and, and Brian Erlacher and all these hard-hitting guys, Jared Allen and Angel Von Kurtz and, you know, so many of these different players. For me, I'm a huge Pittsburgh fan, man. Like, I love Jason Gilden. Like, I freaking love Greg Lloyd. Like, Greg Lloyd was, like, that dude to me when I first started playing football. Like, when I was going to be a Steeler, I ended up with number 90. Like, a lot of people, like, kind of, like, picked me in that number. You know, like, my first number was 49. That was my last number in the game I ever played to in the All-Star game, Tennessee Kentucky All-Star game in high school. And then uh, I went to 56 for a year. And, like, the coach meant to give me 65. But in his head, he, he, he remembered it in reverse and was like, 56 and that, that was your dad's number and my dad's number was 65 so I wore 56 for that like that year and that was cool because I loved LT you know that's like my favorite like favorite player that I tried to scope after like in 95 you know what I'm saying because I'd watch film on him back when he was playing for Bill Check and you know Bill Parcells and I'm like yo this this dude right here like that's it like that's what I want to do like I want to play that I want to do exactly what he's doing so I was uh, I was in love with it but um you know, I would I would see that and I would try to springboard into people and, you know, cause injuries cause, you know, uh, to, to, that was that was like a normal thing. But like I, I was a little bit more extreme with it. Like I was, I was purposely out there like punching people like that's how I took it. my anger. I, you know, I was very I was very brutal, like as far as contact. Um, but, you know, I was clean and, you know, and wouldn't, wouldn't taunt or talk trash because I want me out to help you up or whatever. But, you know, like I'd, I'd hit you hard. I'd hit you hard. Um, but, you know, if you stay low all the way through contact, man, and you're aiming through the waist and you go through the waist and you're going to be fine. That person's going to be, you know, fine for the most part. There's going to be times you'll have broke ribs or bruised ribs and stuff like that if you're a ball carrier and you get caught high or you get caught, you know, uh, not looking or you get caught on the cutback when you cut back or something like that because you're high but if you're low the whole entire time and you're using your shoulder pads and stuff like that you're keeping your head up and you got your head on the swivel and you're looking where you're going but you're low you know then people will tend to bounce off of you um being a defender the hardest thing to do is hit somebody that's in a lower position man because it's not a whole lot of it's, it's, it's all hard stuff ain't a whole lot of soft stuff whenever you're high that stuff right there is soft man your midsection soft like it feels good to hit you know like i can feel your body i'm not hitting pad but if i'm hitting pad and helmet and kneecaps and chin you know it feels different it hits harder and you know that it's, it's i'd rather have your midsection than hit you like that you know, so that's that's the main thing that you got to remember when you got ball. Like, use your shoulder pads. Stay behind your pads and stay low with your movements. That way you'll be able to maneuver quicker. You're maneuvering a lot quicker whenever you're, 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 you're got your butt down and you got your butts, 
uh, anchor to to the ground and you're moving around that way with your knees bent. You, you got you got a way more better chance of cutting back that way because your butt's below your knees and you're able to move. You know what I'm saying? Because your weight is more shifted down into your toes and 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 instead of you know being stood up and it's more towards your back. You know because your back's carrying most of that weight, you know, and it's more towards your upper body. Now your upper body got more control of your body because you're allowing, you know, your upper core strength kind of take over how you're moving. So you're trying to wiggle and stuff up high and your legs ain't really moving, going nowhere because to move, you need your legs, you know? So whenever you have your butt anchored and you're moving with your butt anchored, you're able to cut and maneuver a lot quicker than you are standing straight up. Because you got a lot of that stress on your back, you know. So when you bend over, none of that weight's on your back. So you're not sharing nothing, none of the power. All the power's in your legs. So you use your your butt's anchor and keep your knees bent and stay on your toes. And you'll be able to move a lot better that way. So that helps offensive guys too. And as far as defensive guys, you're not hitting people high. You're not catching them, you know, in the jaw. You're not catching them in the chin. You're not getting targeted. You're not doing none of that stuff. You're aiming through the midsection. Aim through the midsection. You grab cloth. And you make sure your arms are wrapped around his legs. Okay? And it doesn't have to necessarily be the small part of the legs. When, uh, you know, I'm telling, you know, 11, 12-year-old kids, I'm messing with this stuff. Like, what are you doing, man? Why are you, why are you tackling down here? Why are you grabbing those, those two picks? Well, man, you told me to tackle his leg. I'm like, right here are legs, too, when I'm pointing at the thighs. Wrap up around those thighs. Make sure your hands are, you know, uh, on some cloth and grab down. And twist your body while you roll. Twist your body while you roll and do a crocodile roll. And that's how you properly tackle. You know, so uh, you got your kids and you worry about CTA, CTE and playing football, don't. Teach your kids to stay low. Let them know, you know, you maneuver low and keep your butt anchored below your knees and keep your knees bent. And you'll be able to move your legs a lot better and be able to cut a lot better and be able to avoid contact. Stay by your shoulder pads. That's what you bought them for. Okay, that's it with Coach Sims. I appreciate you guys. You have a good day. Thank you.